I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. So simple, and yet so profound, in the words of a child. Good news of great joy. There's a lot that we could talk about at Christmas, but joy seems to be one that permeates the Christmas message. Maybe you received a Christmas card this year that had joy written in big red letters. I received one. Maybe you've been listening to Christmas music at work and the theme of joy has infiltrated the songs. Joy on a sleigh ride. Joy as kids wake expectantly. Joy with family and friends. Joy. In fact, we just sang a song, Joy to the World. One of the most well-known Christmas songs. You may not know what the history is of that song. It was written by a man named Isaac Watts in the 18th century. Joy to the World was, at that time, a profoundly contemporary song. In the 18th century, worship music, church music, had become dull and stale. The common style of music in churches was a word-by-word -word chant of the Psalms or other scripture, and it had just become stale. Enter Isaac Watts. Watts decided that he needed to use some creativity in order to help people understand and embrace the message of Scripture as they sang. And so he took the Scriptures and he put them into everyday common language. Just like he did with Psalm 98, and we sing joy now to the world. You see, Isaac Watts took something that, frankly, lacked luster and rejuvenated it so that people could experience God in a new and fresh way. He never changed the message, but he easily changed how they experienced that message. Maybe Christmas, for you, 
has started to lose some of its luster. Maybe this Christmas you're feeling like, oh, something's a little different. Maybe this Christmas just doesn't feel as joyful as it used to. Frankly, I can understand that, especially if the joy that we try to find at Christmas comes in the presence under the tree, or the lights and the tinsel, or even the family and the friends around a meal. If that's where joy comes from at Christmas, then I think we would all agree that joy can easily fade. Toys break, gadgets get replaced with newer gadgets, and newer gadgets, and newer gadgets. Family and friends go home, and leftover turkey sandwiches only are exciting for a few days. The lights and the tinsel, they go back in the box until next year. I was saying to someone, my suit goes back on the rack until next year. <laughs> While those things can bring short bursts of happiness, and I hope you do experience that, the joy of Christmas, I don't think is supposed to be found in those things. And so just like Isaac Watts, I believe that to find true joy, we need to look deeper beyond what can be stale, what can dull, what can fade, to find something truly beautiful and inspiring and satisfying. And I want to suggest that we can find some of that even just looking at the first couple of lines of Joy to the World. The first line of Joy to the World is, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. And that second part is so critical. My hope is that tonight we can see that the true joy of Christmas comes in the Lord, in the baby that was born in a manger and yet didn't stay in the manger. If we can do that, if we can look to see Jesus as our joy, then that joy can lead us not only into tomorrow, but into the rest of our lives. A few things I want us to just have us think about. The first thing is this, that in Jesus, we find that we are not alone. We are not alone. And there may be someone or some people here tonight, even surrounded by so many people around you, you feel alone. You feel like you're the only one and that nobody knows what you're going through. The beautiful thing about Jesus is that he knows your heart. Because Jesus is God. He knows what's going on in your life even when no one else does. When no one else could. And he is with you in this moment. Matthew 1.23 says this, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, the beautiful thing about Christmas is that God comes to us, and he experiences all that we can experience as human beings. 
He experiences the hurt and the pain and the joys and the happiness. He experiences what you are experiencing today and He is with us and right now. And even if you feel like you are absolutely alone, God is with you. Emmanuel. Second thing is that in Jesus we see that we are loved. We heard Katie and Vinnie read for us from John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through Him. Like any baby, Jesus didn't stay a baby. He grew up to be a man. And as a man, among other things, he taught us about God. And in his teachings, we see that God is not distant and angry. He has not forgotten us. Instead, he is the epitome of love. In fact, when Jesus came down to earth, it showed us exactly how much God loved us. That He would move heaven and earth to be with us. And so we are not alone. We are loved. The third thing I want you to know tonight is this. That you are wanted. You are wanted. You are wanted by the God who made the world, who made everything we know and everything we don't know. He loves you and He wants you. He wants you to know His love. God has been pursuing us. That's one of the big themes that we see throughout the whole Bible. It's a story of a God that pursues us and doesn't stop until he gets us. Let me tell you, there is no better feeling than the feeling of being wanted, is there? When I walk through the door of my house after a long day and my kids run to me before I can take off my coat and they hug my legs, I just want to bottle that up. It is so amazing feeling wanted, isn't it? In fact, we, we often will look for ways and opportunities and relationships and people to make us feel wanted in our lives. And unfortunately, sometimes that means that we get hurt by people who think that we think want us and yet they change their mind. But God doesn't change his mind. God wants us. God loves us. God yearns for us to know his love. That's what Christmas is all about. In Ezekiel 34, the author says, I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken, and strengthen the sick. Isn't that beautiful? That's God's promise to us. In Luke, Jesus says of himself, For I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
when we understand these three things, that we are loved, that we are wanted, that we are not alone, we can find true joy in Jesus. But see, there's, there's one other part of, of that Joy to the World song that I want us to look at. It's even just the first few words, Joy to the World. I want to suggest to you that is one of the most profound statements in any carol. Joy to the world. The joy that comes at Christmas, the joy that comes in knowing that we are not alone, the joy that comes in knowing that we are loved, the joy that comes in knowing that we were wanted. It comes not just to you or you. It comes to all. It means that the joy that's found in Jesus is not just for a religion. It's not just for the Jewish people. It's not just for the Christians. It is for all. The joy of Jesus is not just for men. It's not just for women. It is for, help me out folks, all. It's not just for white people or Asians or black people. It is for it's not just if you're rich or middle class or poor. It is for it's not just for the religious or the pious or those who have their lives all together. It is for the joy that we can experience at Christmas is for all. That means that it is for you. You are not exempt from all. You are not the exception of all. It doesn't say joy to the world except for the joy found in Jesus can be yours. Is offered to you this Christmas, today. And I want to invite you to receive that gift of joy. The joy in knowing that God loves you so much that he came to earth in a helpless little baby born in a manger. That all the things that we hear about this Christmas are because God loves you. Because you matter to him. If you can believe that tonight, then the joy of Christmas can be for you. Not just tonight, but throughout your life. And one of the things that we've been praying about as a church is that tonight you would experience that joy that you would experience the joy of Jesus. Not just for a fleeting moment, but deeply welling up inside of you. He loves you that much. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you came as a baby, that you were born and placed in a manger, that you were worshipped by shepherds and given gifts by wise men. That your coming was celebrated in the heavens. 
and announced by angels. All because you love me. All because you want me. Lord God, I just pray right now that we would accept that love, that we would accept all that you have for us. We thank you that you moved heaven and earth so that we might experience your love found in Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.